Good morning and hello. Today is Wednesday, August 30, 2023, Class 11 <clears throat> in the series Cosmology and Solar System Earth History from the Raw Material. And we are moving right along. We're kind of at the door of the 75,000 year cycle in the reading. Uh, the last material to cover last time was in session 20. Today we continue in accord with the timeline um, prepared by Lawrence, uh, mainly with sessions 20 and 21, mainly with the uh, Lemurian phase of human evolution, which raw pegs to, you know, from inception at 75,000 years ago, where the heart of that is about 60 to 50,000 years ago. And <clears throat> a couple of interesting points before the new material. Uh, my version, your version may not be the same, so my pagination is not the same. My pagination uh, said that uh, page 27 on the PDF sections we finished already uh, called Consequences of Mixing Soul Groups <clears throat> and the next one after that 50% Martian, 25% 25% elsewhere still unmixed and that those two little sections conclude the lead up to the uh, inception of the 75,000 year cycle uh, page 28 starts the new material 75 to 50,000 BP means before present not much happened uh, true uh, so before we get to the new material on these pages uh, particularly 28 uh, 27 28 I guess yeah 27 28 uh, from session 20 a couple of things that are interesting to me uh, briefly before we start the new material uh, Don was asking at 2017 about the shortening of the lifespan associated with the uh, Martian transfer. Uh, is the reason for the negative polarization and shortening of the cycle of the influx, uh, shortening of the cycle, meaning it, it's not the shortening of the cycle, it's the shortening of the lifespan, the influx of entities from Mars who'd had already polarized somewhat negatively. Now, from uh, my little understanding of everything, I have some sense that Mars blew off its atmosphere. We would presume they would be well-achieved negative polarization, meaning strongly negatively polarized, even if not harvestable to 4D negative, fine. We would think that would be, I think that would be a negatively oriented civilization. Uh, it might have been. Or, you know, like today, is Earth uh, a strongly or a strongly negatively oriented civilization, meaning Earth humanity? Well, some are, most are not. Uh, so that's the thing, you know, when you get into the detail of soul evolution, um, cos you know, interdimensional solar system history, multidimensional solar system history, uh, <clears throat> There has to be a very, one has to um, carefully turn the dial on increased magnification to recognize that you've got all sorts of complex uh, phenomena, streams and trends and different different groupings of souls and different metaphysical principles in play all simultaneously. It's not, uh, <clears throat> generalization doesn't take us very far. Uh, fine, fine um, distinction is really important. Like that notion that beings can be harvested without graduating because they're harvest, they're at, they're, they're on a planet at time of harvest, which is a planetary event for the planet and the inhabitants but all are harvested, but that doesn't mean all graduate. So we commonly use the term harvest to mean graduate to the next dimension. Not so. So likewise, um, 
Raw said there was not a strong negative polarization due to the influx. Now, does that mean that the influx itself didn't increase negative polarization? Does it mean that those that came from Mars, who presumably blew off their atmosphere, <clears throat> themselves were not already strongly negatively polarized, but more confused? Does it mean, and I think this is probably the case, that they were moderately negatively polarized, like Earth humans now, right? You know, selfish ass-covering is default, or self-centeredness for all of us is, is self-centeredness. You know, we have a little self that we're taking care of. That's default. Most people don't, you know, most people don't, don't have a strong uh, attachment or commitment to honesty and uh, harmlessness. So that doesn't mean they're negatively polarized. It means they're inadequately positively polarized. And so now... Ross said there's not a, there was not a strong negative polarization due to the influx, and it's, I would imagine, being in uh, Stone Age uh, times, you know, uh, with, with Lucy nearby, uh, <clears throat> they didn't have, they were disoriented coming from Mars to Stone Age Earth. That would be kind of disorienting for those that were used to a highly technological society. Like, imagine human souls today uh, who are, you know, living live in a comfortable um, slacker life, <laughs> even if it means being, you know, having families and this, that, and the other thing with cars and internet and this, that, and the other um, technological support, uh, being reborn on uh, Planet of the Apes. Well, <clears throat> or in Stone Age, Cro-Magnon times, well, they might be quite disoriented for multiple lifetimes. Anyway, Ross said there was not strong negative, negative polarization due to the influx, and I would say probably related to the harsh living conditions too. The lessening of the lifespan was due primarily to the lack of building up a positive orientation. So there's a difference between negatively polarized and lacking positive polarization. There's a difference between depolarizing or getting into trouble, so-called, for those on the positive path and actively going on the negative path. You know, Crowley depolarized, didn't polarize on the positive path, uh, but his depolarization from the positive path that his, you know, was positive at base of being was uh, going negative for sure, but overall it would be summed up as a depolarization for one on the positive path. Anyway, the, the, the key pith line here, I think, is where there is no progress, those conditions which, which grant progress are gradually lost. This is one of the difficulties of remaining unpolarized. The chances, shall we say, of progress become steadily less. Thus my you know, <laughs> Jeremiah that uh, many of these tears will be uh, burned in the fire of, of Atmanic reabsorption someday. Not, not soon, but that's where they're going. Uh, conditions which grant progress gradually lost. Conditions, I would say, support progress. Uh, the, the requisites of the bhikkhu are fourfold only. Food, shelter, robe, and medicine, if needed, just a, a bowl of cow urine was the original medicine for the bhikkhus at Gautama's time. So the four requisites are required for, you know, for physical survival. But beyond that, there's nothing needed other than the will to uh, make final attainment. So conditions themselves don't grant progress, but they support progress Surely it's easier to evolve um, without, uh, you know, strong physical pain, chronic pain, of course. So, but, but you know, use it or lose it, even uh, he who has little, uh, even that little shall be taken away. Uh, if, if you're not going forward, you are going backward, without a doubt, because even stasis, what appears to be not depolarizing or not, you know, not, not continuing to evolve is devolving, which begins with uh, conditions uh, or phenomena of stasis. 
meaning blockage, meaning tangle, meaning avoidance of this or that, and then increasing inability, decreasing ability, increasing inability to make sense of uh, experience or to efficiently use catalyst. The, the, <clears throat> the apathetic soul loses opportunity. Uh, the, the spiritually apath apathetic uh, eventually uh, cannot even use mind well. It's a very big issue. So in any case, <clears throat> okay, uh, the uh, lineup of the players on the field, 50% uh, Martian, 25% ape graduates, or mainly hominid 2D graduates, 25% from elsewhere. So 3D repeaters on other planets, still unmixed. Yeah, today they're still unmixed. That's exactly the case. Uh, <clears throat> look at the groups, you know, I mean, the, the, the Kalergi plan of uh, forced mixing uh, in Europe, which is what's happening by design, um, doesn't lead to, isn't uh, <clears throat> being, you know, isn't generating uh, harmonious circumstances for many people or leads many to hurt themselves and hurt, hurt other people. <clears throat> uh, by nature, without, without, with the deficiency of positive polarization, lacking positive polarization, which is not necessarily negative, uh, the lack of building up of positive orientation. The building up is critical, right? That's the law of squares. And so, uh, he who has much for he who has much, much shall be given. If you seek, you'll find, and then keep seeking and finding, and that's the build up of positive orientation. <clears throat> Not doing that is spiritual apathy and, and, and leads to progressive loss, increasing loss progressively of supportive conditions for body-mind. Then also that lack of positive polarization leads, leads these groups uh, from multiple sources to stay apart or still unmixed. So, okay... They came here, they remained largely unmixed, um, and Lawrence bolded that on the top of page 28. They are still largely unmixed, it seems. And that led to the reduction of the lifespan and all sorts of other problems. Uh, okay, <laughs> so the problems on Earth are significantly problems of the lack of building up positive orientation. That's the um, that's what separates the men from the boys, or or at least those that not you know that gender uh, perverse statement. That that's what separates the seekers from the the hardened repeaters. Hardened repeating requires continual non-seeking, thus a degradation of uh, supportive conditions. <clears throat> and, and actually a decrease in the capacity of mind to efficiently use catalyst or energy to go to green, blue, indigo. Okay, so that's not, not happy, but it is, the, the, it is very interesting. Now, in the next section, 75 to 50,000 BP, not much happened. Page 29, the new material. Uh, this from section uh, session 21 <clears throat> will be found to be significantly a commentary on the confederation what's up with the confederation our local confederation well this it, it, you can find much in session 21 and that forms the basis significantly of these sections here at the beginning of the 75,000 year cycle not much happened well okay don asked 2112 during this first 25,000-year cycle, was there any industrial development at all? Was there any machinery available during this period to the people? <clears throat> Ross said, using the term machine to the meaning which you ascribe, the answer is no. However, there were, shall we say, various implements of wood and rock which were used in order to obtain food and for use in aggression. So, uh, survival needs food and... Um, protection or aggression may have never been uh, defensive, but who can say? There's defensive aggression and offensive aggression. 
So there weren't machines, obviously. They were, you know, in the caves in the Stone Age uh, using, you know, arrowheads um, for, for bows and arrows and uh, wooden rock carving uh, for, uh, to, you know, early tool making. <clears throat> so, okay. So <laughs> that would be itself quite traumatic for uh, souls that had been on a moderately technologically developed planet such as Mars. However, some portion of them are up from the apes. Um, and so uh, they wouldn't be familiar with high technology. And then another portion came from other 3D planets at different levels of evolution themselves. So it's almost like the Confederation doesn't know what doesn't know the future. It's pretty surprising to me. It's the difference between the, the Yanni and his teacher. The sixth density, like Yanni, like the seer, the knower of law of one, higher self, sixth density ET confederation groups, right? Elder extraterrestrial groups. Uh, they really are just sort of um, uh, taking it as it comes. <laughs> Uh, that's why they, quote, make mistakes or don't make mistakes, but have grievous consequences to their intervention, which they don't then repeat. Uh, Gautama, Nityananda, Guardians don't make mistakes. Angelics don't make mistakes. Confederation makes mistakes, if you want to call the justice of uh, grievous consequences a mistake. So, <laughs> uh, make sure you understand there's a big difference between the confederation or what in Buddhist Hindu cosmology called the devas and uh, the source of light or the goal. The true goal is not higher dimensional incarnation. It's actually departure, freedom from the entire octave. And so then things uh, are quite radical. Then there's a radical permanent freedom. Uh, in the octave, not not as much, not so. So, 2113, Don asks, at the end of the first 25,000-year cycle, meaning 50,000 BP, then was there any physical change that occurred rapidly like that which occurs at a 75,000-year cycle, meaning at, a, at the prior dimensional shift um, that brought Earth from activation 1, 2, 2, two 1, 2, 3? first, second, third density activation. Was there any physical change to their bodies that occurred rapidly over a generation and a half, which may happen again? Uh, like that, which occurs at 75,000 year cycle, meaning um, planetary harvest, or is it just an indexing time for a harvesting period? It's uh, neither, but it's this precession of the equinox as the astronomical basis of a 25,000 year cycle, it seems. Ross said, there was no change, except that which, according to, according to intelligent energy, or what you may term physical evolution, suited physical complexes to their environment, this being of the color of the skin, due to the area of the sphere upon which the entities live, the gradual growth of peoples due to improved intake of foodstuffs. Foodstuff. So, um, there was no radical morphological change, there was, however, uh, adaptation of the species to the environment. And so uh, there was the development of skin color pigmentation in relation to the physical environment and then physical growth because they ate better. They had more, uh, they, they, their capacity to feed themselves improved. Uh, but there was no rapid, so we're talking about not much happened, as Lawrence said, there's not much happened in the first 25,000 years, uh, Don pushes it all the way to the end and says, then we have a condition where at the end of the first 50, uh, 25,000 year period, meaning 50,000 BP, I would say, I'm guessing that the Guardians, and here uh, L&L capitalized Guardians, whether Don <laughs> knew what Guardians he was referring to, Guardians and Confederation are considered technical terms for two different groups, or groupings of groups but Don was using it loosely he's guessing he's saying that uh, the Guardians discovered that there was no harvest of either positive or negatively oriented entities tell me what happened what action was taken 
And so he's really asking about the Confederation, um, who are guardians with a small g, I would say. So 2114, Ra answers, There was no action taken except to remain aware of the possibility of a calling for help or understanding among the entities of this density. The Confederate, and here's the money line, the Confederation is concerned with the preservation of the conditions conducive to learning. This, for the most part, revolves about the primal distortion of free will. And the follow-up is Don's asking, the Confederation gardeners did nothing? Right, so you see he's aligning, he's using the term guardian to refer to Confederation helpers, while Ra eventually uses it in relation to eighth density beings that manage the octave uh, on behalf of the uh, logos. <clears throat> so, okay, the Confederation gardeners did nothing, I'm assuming, till some of the plants, shall I say, called for help. Is it correct? It's correct. And that is the end of the whole section. <laughs> and that's it. And the next section starts at 60,000 BP with Orion. Uh, this, uh, from 2114, the essential work of confederation and i would imagine every confederation not just in this sector of the galaxy right because we're on a planet in a solar system in a sector of the galaxy or so it can be said so uh, in this sector of the galaxy with this local confederation as ross said which is um well, they said something like 50 50 50 odd planets and 500 or so civilizations something like that i mean this confederation is the Star Trek Federation. The Star Trek Federation is this confederation. It's not the same presentation. Roddenberry is not, a, is not an adept, but he had good teachers and he was a good listener. And so Star Trek's federation is this local confederation where, yeah, they have different body shapes and sizes and appearance, and different uh, levels of evolution. It's a very cool grouping, without a doubt. Absolutely. Very. <laughs> and so it's not, you know, Godhead Niban, but it's uh, pretty interesting and um, <clears throat> very enriching in terms of um, uh, interaction, to interact with beings um, who basically have a different um, patterning of mind. The, 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 the archetypal basis of mind in, uh, in their consciousness is different than of this Logos. That's actually very cool. Meanwhile, many planets in the sector are of the same Logos. So, okay, well, uh, that's for later. The con this confederation, and I'd imagine the role of confederation <clears throat> as a grouping in the octave, in any sector of the galaxy, in any galaxy maybe, in any galaxy of this octave where you have three, four, five, six, right? The heart of uh, seven ray evolution is uh, two, three, four, five, six, but particularly three, four, five, six. This is the uh, big, th this is the tetrad of, of evolution, the, the Mandala, the core of the mandala of soul evolution is dimensions three, four, five, six. Actually, and that can be divided in many ways: three, four, then five, six, or three, five, and then four, six. But it's uh, where the action is in the octave is three, four, five, six, and so confederation is a grouping of positively oriented beings from groups who are uh, of the the you know. The, the golden tetrad, uh, the, the pith, the core mandala of soul evolution in the octave, uh, green, blue, indigo teaches those moving out of, um, out of yellow to green. And so four, five, six helps three, uh, among other things. And they also help two, by the way, some, some groups are working on plants and animals. Uh, but that that's where rock the 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 rock that's where the the uh, heart of the work is done in evolution in an octave and the role of that grouping of green blue indigo four five six density positive groups is preserving conditions conducive to learning 
which is centered on free will. The primal distortion of free will, the first distortion, the law of free will is the first distortion. The crystallized healer has no will. The Logos has no free will or no confusion. The Logos has infinite will or is of infinite will. It, it's not a being with which has. It is uh, the beingness of those powers. God is not has having this or that. God doesn't have this or that. Reality, you know, when the be when when beings evolve to a certain point, we see we don't have anything. We are what we are. And as veils fall away, one realizes self and all is one. Self and you know other is actually another self, and then self and other self is one. Is one doesn't mean same. It means of one ocean, of one source, of the same nature. The, the nature of all waves is water, or H2O. The nature of all beings is light. But that's not their source. The source of light is their truest nature. So there's, you know, material and energetic and um, mind above energy matter and spirit as source of mind and body energy and matter uh, true nature is sort of an evolving understanding but ultimately um, the truest essential true nature is the source is is the source of a being and that is the source of light uh, and all that is fashioned of light is of a one light and um You'll see this, uh, that there's an interesting linkage to this coming up. But the Confederation basically uh, seeks to preserve environmental dimensional conditions for beings in uh, particularly third density to continue their own init self-initiated soul evolution, their own self-determined soul evolution. Uh when one tires of that, one leaves sixth density. <laughs> uh, and that's part of what some people are preparing themselves for. And so, okay, that's what they do. They keep the, they, you know, a clean, well-lighted dimension. <laughs> that's what we need, a clean, well-lighted place for soul evolution. It is the confederation that does the nitty-gritty of the cleaning and the lighting and the maintenance they're they're basically maintenance workers <laughs> some part of what they do is maintenance working uh, helping beings in third density is basically um maintaining um conditions for their continued exercise of free will which is a, a you know coming out of their confusion or is of their confusion of our confusion uh to continue to move out of confusion so anyway there's much more to say about the confederation but let's leave it at that uh page 20 no page 30. 60,000 bp orion attempts first contact and this is also very interesting 2026 um, now we're back to session 20. don asks now back in the first 25,000 year period or major cycle what type of aid was given by the confederation to the entities who were in this 25,000 year period so that they could have the opportunity to grow or that they had optimal uh, opportunities to grow given their karmic load <laughs> which landed them in the the cave you know the, the incarnating at the beginning of the cycle in the caves and by the way no solar didn't exist at that time Meaning, when beings died, it, it was as rough up there as it was down here. I mean, in, in No Solar, Astral City, uh, Dr. Louise uh, gets taught, it seems, or something like the idea that No Solar, this mid-upper astral, upper-mid-astral plane, mid-point for souls after death, midpoint between higher levels or... Uh, harvest and out of the density or returning to physical um it evolves um in tandem with the physical civilization in space-time so no solar astral city our home is in space in time space this world physical is called space-time 
the emphasis on space versus the emphasis on time. That's another matter. Uh, it is not, um, you know, high-tech civilization from the start. It is something like 50 or 100 years ahead technologically than um, human civilization conditions down here on the ground. So Nosolar didn't look like Nosolar until, you know, a century ago or so. <laughs> Before that, it looked more like, uh, you know, a farming village. So uh, rustic conditions uh, pre prevailed uh, down here on the ground and up in the afterdeath plane for even the souls that, you know, were in a... Uh, not a bad, not such a bad way where they could simply reincarnate. Uh, the hell realm probably was even more of of an inferno um, seventy five thousand years ago than it is today. It was probably also messier and less uh, well organized. So that's another story. Uh, <clears throat> so okay, what happened? Well, twenty twenty six. Raw gives a good long answer. <coughs> they say. The Confederation members, which dwell in interplane existence within the planetary complex of vibratory densities, work with these entities. There was also the aid of one of the Confederation, which worked with those of Mars in making the transition. That's the Yahweh group working on the genetic modification of uh, incoming Martians. Going on, for the most part, wrong goes on, the participation was limited as it was appropriate to allow the full travel of the workings of the confusion mechanism to operate in order for the planetary entities to develop that which they wished in, shall we say, freedom within their own thinking. It is often the case that a third density planetary cycle will take place in such a way that there need be no outside, shall we say, or other self-aid in the form of information. Rather, the entities themselves are able to work themselves toward the appropriate polarizations and goals of third density learned teachings by themselves without much so-called outside other aid you know ra, ra <laughs> coming from um real-time awareness and experience of unity uh <laughs> says many times shall we say because it's we shall say to conform to your uh limited perception of vidya based dualistic uh conception of uh of of the world where you think we think that there's some inside and outside just like the notion that i have a soul i don't have a soul i am a soul but but the i is not even just that or the soul is <laughs> also a, a just a word that that is very limited so uh, we don't have a mind we are that which is in of mind also or the, the uh, one infinite creator doesn't have infinite awareness it is infinite awareness and infinite will and infinite capacity um <laughs> so okay if you're still uh haven't bumped off the uh wagon that's good uh there the, there are confederation members dwelling in the inner planes meaning on the astral plane some of the leaders of No Solar in that movie uh, are Confederation representatives, meaning they come from non-Earth groups to support soul evolution in the after-death station called No Solar, which was very rustic uh, 75,000 years ago. And so some of the elders in No Solar are visitors from elsewhere, meaning four, five, six density teachers or beings so the astral is, is is in some ways very different and in some ways not surprisingly not different at all than the space-time 3d plane so 3d space-time 3d time space the astral time space is in certain ways surprisingly not different while in other ways it's extremely different so you can remember that uh for the most part, participation in the first uh, 25,000 years was limited. The confusion mechanism should operate so that they can make their own freedom. 
Well, now we see uh, they are jettisoning their own freedom or being led to walk off the cliff to the rocks below. Some or many. What's often, what's common is that in 3D civilizations, 3D cycles, there's no need for quote outside or you know higher dimensional input directly. They can get it together themselves. It's uh, how much preparation the Confederation did in study up on the basic patterns of this group before um, you know working as gardeners in the garden. Uh, how much study the gardeners did, I don't know. <laughs> frankly this is a questionable in any way 2027 Don says I'll make this assumption then if maximum efficiency had been achieved in this 25,000 year period the entities would have polarized either towards service to self or service to others one or the other this would then this would have then made them harvestable at the end of that 25,000 year period to either service to self or service to others type of fort density meaning 4D, negative 4D positive, in which case they would have had to move to another planet because this would have been, this one would have been in third density for 50 more thousand years, 50 more thousand years. This is correct. <laughs> Ra said, let us untangle your assumption, which is complex and correct in part. They say the original, and this is again another one of those money lines. This is, a, you know, <laughs> one of the anthems of the raw material. The original desire is that entities seek and become one. Boom. If entities can do this in a moment, they may go forward in a moment. And thus, were this to occur in a major cycle, meaning 25,000, indeed, the third density planet would be vacated at the end of that cycle, meaning at the end of, a, at the, end of the major cycle. If everybody was uh, able to evolve, uh, there'd be nobody, no 3D souls left, of course. It is, however, more toward the median or mean, shall we say, of third density developments throughout the one infinite universe, that there be a small harvest after the first cycle, the remainder having significantly polarized, the second cycle having a much larger harvest, the remainder being even more significantly polarized, the third cycle culminating the process and the harvest being completed. Uh, so successive approximation, um, successive increasing harvest uh, harvesting you know this is again <clears> that they, they so you, i think the word harvest actually <laughs> is used in certain ways uh, that are even more subtle uh the small harvest after the first cycle those that graduate harvest the final harvest of a third density cycle not all graduate therefore harvest could be <laughs> the word harvest might mean those that graduate during you know at the end of uh, portions of the master cycle while it's a it's a planetary event those that harvest then get out at the end as well those that harvest get out but not all graduate so anyway it's a it's a word that's not being used so carefully i think but that's just you know get the point and then the language is secondary so that's what normally happens. Uh, you know, 20% go or, or graduate after the first cycle. Another 40% or something go after, you know, 20, 30 more go after the second. And then the rest go after the third cycle. And that's the end of that. But that's actually... Um, not always the case that would be the case mainly on the 60% of the planets that are positive only um, during third density when they're mixed and negative I don't think it's that clean anyway 2028 going on Don said very good then was the confederation shall we say watching to see and expecting to see a harvest at the end of the 25,000 year period in which a percentage would be harvestable from fourth harvestable fourth density positive and a percentage harvestable fourth density negative ross said this is correct you may see our role in the first major cycle as that of the gardener who knowing the season is content to wait for the spring when the springtime does not occur the seeds do not sprout then it is that the gardener must work in the garden and so 
again, <laughs> Confederation, they are not, you know, Gautama and Nityananda. <laughs> they are not uh, eighth density beings who are, you know, uh, flawless, flawless gems of eighth density. These are beings with uh, limited we as Confederation representatives in some sense are learn along, learning along the way. So um, where they say what's correct, it would be it, it, it was much too subtle, but it would have been wonderful if Don had asked, did you not foresee this coming? Um, why didn't you explore if you did? Why didn't you explore more thoroughly the probability vortices of what you might, what you saw that might be coming? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, you see, again, higher. I, I was thinking of doing a talk called "Catching Catching Atman's Interest," catching the interest of higher self. There's a phrase in Theosophy or Bailey where <clears throat> there's some sense that beings have to make some effort to catch the attention of higher self. Higher self is not interested. It's like there's a worm on the floor now if it's in on the soil floor it doesn't matter too much it's like oh uh -huh. don't step on it walk along uh, higher self <clears throat> it's a little bit more intimate than that but higher self has better things to do than to stay long with a person um in in the field of a dark mind that that isn't seeking so higher self has better things to do than to hang out with those that are spiritually apathetic, <clears throat> even if it's the, uh, the the same, you know, light beam, sun ray, uh, of its own mind body spirit complex. There's nothing to do. <clears throat> There's no reason for uh, a great master to sit with, uh, you know, somebody who's sleeping. <laughs> They're spiritually sleeping. You can sit by them and pray for them or something, but it's not going to be uh, what's done all the time unless that's your child, maybe. But higher self, higher self, this, you know, the whole notion that we're children and God's a father and all that, that's a real problem, actually. While it might, you know, generate some warm feeling of greater love for deity, you know, my divine mother, divine father. Um, actually, it, it hardens the notion that, that I is, is, is a child, that I is a juvenile. I is no juvenile. I is no juvenile. I is no juvenile. I have to be careful, you know. There are angry mouths everywhere now. <clears throat> um, I is no juvenile. <laughs> you can quote me on that. And so, to, to, to elaborate on the conceptions associated with the notion that, that we are God's children and God is the Supreme Father or Mother and that's all there is or that's just the way it is and that's the way it really is that's a big problem because um, it maintains second third chakra blockage it just maintains second chakra blockage where the true nature of self or I is further occluded is further um, removed or or inaccessible is is buried you know atmanic true nature is to some degree buried if you think of yourself as just a child while you're 60 years old or 80 years old or throughout the life i'm just a child of the divine well that's kind of i think it's quite problematic if you do think that way people who do think that way generally remain infantile or immature in certain ways Absolutely, their relationship to to source and their own true nature. You know, you can't get to source by without first going to true nature. So no, there's no none get to the father but through the son. Darn right, none get to the logos but through Atman. Of course, none get to Satchit yet uh, except through uh, Yana. Of course, <laughs> none get to be a Buddha except through Bodhisattva, Pusa. Of course. So you can't get to eight unless you go through six. Three, six, eight. That's another talk I was going to do, or will do. Three, six, eight is critical. That's the points of uh, the, the, the points of sublogoic uh, awareness. The conscious mind as a sub, sub, sub logos. Higher self as a sub, sub logos. Uh, the logos as a solar logos, as a sub logos to the galactic the sub logos lo, you know 
um, is um, uh, one returns to it in eighth density. So in eighth density, one is of the consciousness or awareness of sublogos, which is logos, and the none get there there by but by higher self. And it's very hard to uh, realize I and the and the, the one is one, while I is always seen as a sinful child. <laughs> it's a big problem, but you know, the distortions here are um, so <laughs> overloaded and tangled. It's uh, quite uh, unique. <laughs> So when the springtime doesn't occur, the seeds don't sprout, then it is that the gardener must work in the garden. How much uh, these gardeners have studied um, the genetics of the seeds in the garden, I know not. 2121, Don asked, he said, I see. Mm. I want to clear up a point here then, and this is kind of solidifying some of the early teachings. When was, when was the first contact by the Orion group? In years. <laughs> Tell me the date. Stop dancing around. Ross said, as we have said, the Orion group attempted contact approximately 60,000 of your years in their past as your measure time. Okay. So the heart of Lemurian, the, the heart of the, 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 the target date for the first Orion contact was 60,000 years ago. Did Orion make contact with humanity before the Confederation did? Well, if you consider that the <laughs> Yahweh genetic modification of the incoming Martians was their first confederation contact, that was the first confederation contact. <laughs> the work on the genetics. Mine, meanwhile, the first Orion contact was to set up um, charged stones in uh, Easter Island heads and the Nazca Lines, South America. This is also very emblematic of what's happened in the last... 60,000 years, <clears throat> uh, where Orion, Orion's contribution becomes very hard, hardwired into the civilization, while Ra or the Confederation's contact is much more, uh, what, uh, non-physical, um, working on the form maker body, working on the mind, telepathic transmission of information, or occasionally some some you know ideas and genetics <laughs> uh, while the Orion gives stuff and that's exactly what happened in the 50s with Eisenhower the positive group said we'll <laughs> we'll give you anything we can you just have to denuclearize each other and the general said uh, that's a bad deal you probably want to destroy us because that's all we can think of <clears throat> and then the next group, Orion, came in and said, uh, don't worry about that, you don't have to denuclearize, just give us underground bases, we'll give you all sorts of stuff and weapons, and uh, we'll work together. And the general said, yeah, sounds good to me. You're, you're a guy we can trust. <laughs> we can trust you, because you're like us. So Orion's contribution from the get-go <clears throat> was physical, um, you know, material physical material, rock and earth. Uh, while, while the Confederation was much more subtle, um, too subtle for this group to make good use of. Telepathic, you know. All the original teachings, I mean, the, the, the contact with the Greek philosophers, the uh, whatever contact, you know, whatever portion Confederation played in Yahweh's, uh, uh, Ye Yeshua's, Jesus's incarnation, <clears throat> all the various assistances to yogis and helpers and scientists uh, throughout the centuries. In some sense, the confederation aid is too uh, subtle for this group. This group can only take um, stuff. And, um, you know, if it isn't physical, they don't want it, in some sense, unless it can lead to more physical power and control. Anyway, okay, so Orion came in 60,000 years ago. And Don 2029 says, am I to understand then that there was neither a harvestable, neither a harvestable entities of positive or negative polarity at the end of that 25,000 years? Right. So 50,000 BP, no harvesting. Ross said, this is correct. Those whom you call the Orion group made one attempt to offer information. This is called information to those of third density during that cycle. However, the information, 
didn't fall upon the ears of any who were concerned to follow this path to polarity. It's information in the form of um, Easter Island heads and Nazca stone lines. That information is a transmission, is absolutely a teaching uh, for the eye and the mind, for the hand and the eye and the mind. And it didn't really fall upon any ears, but the ears were blocked um, or uh, waxed, up, waxed up as they somewhat are today for most people. So Orion made their first move countering Yahweh's genetic you know, modification move. <clears throat> and it's been Yahweh, uh, you know, Yahweh takes my lead, and it's Orion, it's Orion, by two heads, Orion, by two heads, it's Orion, Yahweh, Yahweh, and two heads, it's Yahweh, and two heads, it's, it's... Sorry, you better tune in to see the ending. Uh, uh, it's head and head, and they've both been doing what they can. Uh, at the beginning, um... <laughs> In the first 25,000 uh, people, the souls here were probably too <laughs> shocked by their environment. I mean, if they, if half had come from Mars and half had come out of the, uh, the gorillas, or a quarter came out of the gorillas, and a quarter came from elsewhere, they're all probably pretty darn disoriented, like, uh-oh, <clears throat> what's that over there? Ooh, that smells like my death. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a saber-tooth, tiger, rhino, bison, mastodon. I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, uh, survival was job number one. And polarization uh, surely supports survival, but um, they had too much to do to keep themselves alive physically than to refine their experience uh, by moral polarity. So, okay, <clears throat> what happened? Easter Island Heads, session 20, uh, page 31 on the PDF. 2030, Don asks, what technique did the Orion group use to give this information? <clears throat> Ross said, the technique used was of two kinds. One, the thought transfer, or what you may call telepathy. Two, the arrangement of certain stones in order to in order to suggest strong influences of power, <clears throat> this being those of statues and rock formations in your Pacific areas, as you now call them, and to an extent in your Central American regions, as you now understand them. Okay, what today is? Um, I mean, this is it's Easter Island and uh, Nazca. Okay. So, but that was not the only Orion contact. There was telepathy, <clears throat> but the humans at that time couldn't do much with that either. Cert arrangement of certain stones in order to suggest strong influences of power. This is a somewhat roundabout way of saying power-charged stones. The power-charged stones were selected and arranged in certain ways. Certain stones, certain arrangement, charged with power, to suggest power. <clears throat> it's a funny phrase, to suggest strong influences of power. It's basically the worship of power. And guess what? Uh, worship meaning uh, reverence, uh, to, to stimulate or, or trigger reverence for power. I love power. Like that. Uh, ooga booga has always been the progenitor of the negative path on planet Earth. It's always been Ooga Booga. No matter how cool they think they are, it's simply worshipping raw power. That's all. And so <clears throat> it's basically barbarians in fine thread like that, or brutes, brutes in fine thread. Yeah, that's what it's about. And I contrast that to crop circles. <laughs> which may trigger what? Well, it may trigger <clears throat> reverence for beauty. The crop circles, to me, are uh, in their heart or essence, meaning the essence. there are crop circles made by human, there are crop circles not made by human. The crop circles not made by human are not made by wind patterns. Duh. Stupid. I mean, scientists, you know, how many scientists are whores? 
it's really shocking you know i go into science to become a whore mm -hmm. that's weird <clears throat> so uh no crop circles are not made by dirt devils and wind demons and wind flying uh, brilliantly so they're just so lame those that would even attempt a laws of physics based explanation for crop circles but what they are is clearly sacred geometry <clears throat> and and could be characterized other ways but much of it is sacred ge geometry sacred mandalic sacred art yeah which may elicit what well it may elicit all sorts of things but what it could significantly elicit for a significant number of people is a love of beauty a reverence of mystery suggesting awe and mystery ross said <clears throat> suggesting awe and mystery uh, by way of sacred geometry which is of um i think in many cases profound beauty so the worship of power rather uh, uh, on the negative path versus the reverence for beauty on the positive path I mean, sacred geometry is not simply um, mathematically proportional or symmetrical or well-ordered. These are beautiful. And so we've talked about, you know, beauty and order, uh, not controlling order. <laughs> um, a stupendous, well-ordered symmetry, uh, geometry... <clears throat> that um, is uh, awe-inspiring and beautiful. It's beautiful and awe-inspiring. So the positive path may be stimulated by beauty, uh, or those on the positive path may be stimulated to further polarization by beauty, while those on the negative path are commonly stimulated to further polarization by reverence or love of power. Love of power versus love of beauty. Uh, very interesting. <laughs> Much you can consider. Don asks, are you speaking in part of the Stoneheads of Easter Island? Yes, is correct. Yeah. 2032, how would such Stoneheads influence the people to take the path of service to self? How would it amp up their desire to dominate, dominate and control those around them? Not hard to imagine. Ross said, picture, if you will, the entities living in such a way that their mind-body-spirit complexes are at what seems to be the mercy of forces which they cannot control. Yeah. Given a charged entity, such as a statue or rock formation, charged with nothing but power, so these are charged stones, it is possible for the free will of those viewing this particular structure or formation to ascribe to this power, power over those things which cannot be controlled, which that person viewing cannot control. This then has the potential for the further distortion to power over other selves. I love power. Like that. Power power controls. Power brings safety, protection, abundance, stuff. Power brings the stuff I want and that which I need. What I need and what I want comes with power. Power. And so... That's the Japanese version. Uh, and, and you know, in the Lord of the Rings, I remember in the first, uh, you know, intro section talking about the people of the different, you know, the shires and the different groups and the different places and the men of Earth who, above all, long for power. Yeah, <laughs> they're brutes. Yeah, they're brutes in fine thread. They really are. Because their power is not, it's not moral or intellectual. It's simply gun and jail and willing uh you know useful idiots who will protect them <laughs> who are despised by their paymasters and thought of as animals i mean kissinger is said to have said um the military are dumb stupid soldiers to be used for as pawns for foreign policy now i don't know whether he kissinger said that or not that fellow but I do believe that's how they see those that work in the military and law enforcement and their security detail as dumb, stupid animals to be used for their chessboard uh, maneuvers. It's amazing to me that people could live like that, um, to live in, in such a compromised position. 
to, to be depending on those that despise you. It's shocking to me. I mean, it's, it's the basis of alcoholism and suicidality and self-destructive behavior, for sure. So um, those entities um, feeling very powerless, um, it was hoped by Orion would um, worship power by rock and stone, stone face, big rock stone faces. And I honestly believe that part of, I, I do think that the Olmec heads are also of the same source as the Easter Island heads. I think the Olmec heads may be much, much older than they're spoken of as coming from some Olmec, O-L-M-E-C, civilization in Central America. So how were the stones constructed? Ross said these were constructed by thought after a scanning of the deep mind, the trunk of mind tree, looking at the images most likely to cause the experience of awe in the viewer, which is very interesting. Actually, um, great power and great beauty uh, both inspire awe. Crop circles are awe-inspiring uh, at best. Uh, and that's exactly what Ross said in terms of, you know, to provide mystery and awe. I don't think they talked about crop circles. I don't think they were crop circles in the 80s. But um, a vision of mystery where there's love and beauty. Because you see, the nature of light is love. That's why um, appreciating light is opening heart to beauty. I mean, well-formed well light is, is sacred geometry, uh, the forms that are called geometry, that are called sacred by the uh, people who say so, uh, is a symmetrical, well-organized, well-ordered, symmetrically ordered, harmoniously ordered light is called geometry. And so that harmo harmonious arrangement of form, which is a form of light, can inspire um, love because uh, where there's real sacred geometry or real crop circles, they're quite beautiful. Um, there's nothing threatening. Meanwhile, on the other side, you've got charged stones with big head, big heads. <laughs> and that's exactly what those on the negative path are all about, um, big heads. They love being a big head, big nose, big head. Then if you look at those stones, they have big noses and those big heads. And that um, is the way of the negative path. So, okay. Uh, constructed by thought after scanning deep mind, trunk of mind, tree. The deep mind of the trunk of mind tree, or the tree of mind. Looking at images most likely to call experiences of awe. Um, experience of awe... Uh, leaning towards the valuation of uh, power, towards valuing power, or uh, leading to a reverence for power. Reverence for is a high valuation of. Reverence for God is high valuation of God, like that. Uh, the reverence uh, of power uh would support those would support any human on the negative path and the reverence in many ways of love in the forms of beauty in because you know what is love what is the form of love well the form of love would be harmonious art and and music so art and music that is truly you know <laughs> inspired inspired Right? In spiritus. So, in indwelling spirit filled art, music, form, you know, sound and color and form and shape um, leads to a reverence for love, which really take really solidifies a, a, a soul's commitment to the positive path. Beauty is not unimportant. The good and the true and the beautiful. Good, four. True, five. Beautiful, six. So, you know, seek ye the kingdom of heaven. 
and you'll be seeking the inner beauty or the imminent beauty uh, of all that is light whose nature is love mm -hmm. okay how did they do it did they land in physical or did they do it from mental planes did they use one of the incarnate entities to construct by thought? Ross said, nearly all these structures and formations were constructed at a distance by thought. Uh, a very few were created in later times in imitation of original constructs by entities upon your plane, earth plane density. What density, Orion entity group, did the creation of these heads? Ross said, the fourth density, the density of love or understanding, was the density of the particular entity which offered this possibility to those of your first major cycle uh, so uh, like the Giza pyramid the Nazca lines or Easter head at least was constructed at by thought at distance constructed at distance by thought that's um, interesting not too, that important but <laughs> it is interesting so they're from fourth density 4d negative the dimension of love and understanding and Don does a double take and says huh you use the same nomenclature for fourth density negative as for fourth density positive both are called the dimension of love or understanding Ooh, is this correct it's correct why ross said love and understanding whether it be of self or or of self towards other self is one and um <laughs> don uh, rightly put that off to the side for later questioning and uh, picked up at the next question with now, what was the approximate date in years past of the construction of these heads? Approximately 60,000 of your years in the past time space of your continuum. Ross said 60,000 years ago. Fine. So we get, you know, you, you don't have to take this as the gospel um, timeline cosmology, but it's important to know the timeline of sources uh, <laughs> that you may respect. If you respect this or if you're here, it's because you probably respect the source like I do. Okay, Lemuria is 60,000 years ago. I mean, this just demystifies, you know, Atlantis and Lemuria. It's good to demystify because there are a lot of jokers that want to make money by woo-woo languaging and uh, talking about ancient civilizations and ancient astronauts and all sorts of things. <laughs> Why were those ancient astronauts here? Hmm? To give technology? Why? <laughs> What's the point of technology? Uh, uh, to make things better. What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. Right. You don't know right so actually most people have no idea even why it may be that higher dimensional beings give technology <laughs> for what they don't even know so they think technology is some end in itself like dj but it isn't so okay uh, we can get into this later i mean how is it that the words love and understanding apply to 40 negative there's no love happening there there's no unconditional accepting. There's no ahimsa happening there. Hmm. So we have some problem with nomenclature, but we can deal with that later. Next time we pick up in the middle of this page 32, Nazca lines at 20.38. So I hope this was useful. It's raining here, but peaceful. Uh, please take good care of yourself. See you next time. Good night.